0: One. Hello, Rebecca. One. How are I feel like you? We're playing that
1: improv game. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm it's great. Linda Bruno Hi. here and we are uh, enjoying ourselves. I'm I'm with it's Rebecca How? or Ha? Ha
1: ha, ha. Like hee <laughs> ha.
0: I I only I, I, only I just know you do a, that to as mess improv with people. Lady.
1: Yeah, right. or that girl that with the first, the last name that starts with H. She goes by Love That Rebecca. Don't worry about a last name.
0: <laughs> yeah, your your branding of Love That Rebecca is really good. Thank because you, because it, it's memorable so much so that it, I didn't even know what your last name was, right? Or care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as long as you go to lovethatrebecca.com, too, because that's really right. important.
0: If you're right. going to hire me, right. Linda, which. <laughs> <laughs> so we we met in an, uh, an interesting format, which is what I wanted to share with the listeners. Again, welcome yeah. to the Voiceover Gurus podcast, and um, this time I am blessed to have Rebecca with me, who has her own really unique concept, and it's online improv classes for voice actors. Or do you handle it for everybody, or is it just focused for voice actors?
1: Oh well, that's a great question. Yes, it's for just voiceover actors just voiceover actors yeah yeah
0: now how did you come up with that idea and what made you think to start that concept
1: need need everything i ever do is always based on need and desire (laughs) and will and claiming that i'm going to do it and actually that's exactly what happened linda um i was in L.A. before I came where I am now, in the boonies outside of everywhere that everyone speaks English. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that next. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was really dying for some good improv. I'd been doing dinner theater and I'd gotten improv training in L.A. and in the San Francisco Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And I um, I just, you know, one no one was doing it online. And um, I just started it because I wanted it. That's how wow. it began. It's almost mm-hmm. five years ago. It was 2013, July 2013. We started doing a single workout group, mm-hmm. doing improv and and just learning as we went. And you know, rusty as all hell, everyone was or zero, <laughs> in, you know, experience back then. It was just right. like wh- whoever wants to show up, please, you know. And mm-hmm. um, it was really interesting too, Linda, because even though I started that, and listen, we're not doing improv in a black box theater setting, right? Online, right. It's really? all online. Everybody joins from their personal home recording mm-hmm. studio where they normally practice VO because it's for VO people. So you should already be fully set up set that up way. Set up for
0: it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, like, some people were like, oh, I need internet in my studio. I'm like, yeah, anyway. So, you know, <laughs> right? Right? Um, so some yeah, people yeah. were like, oh, that's a good idea for, like, these business reasons, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Um, and we started playing and messing around, and you know, really rusty as hell. And some people didn't have any f- real improv training and all that. And um, and uh, and that's because what I found with improv and the real desire within me was um, I'd gone to uh, the Meisner School in L.A. and I'd really found that beneficial. But I also really had a hard time staying out of my head, and everybody mm-hmm. knows what that means. If you're if you're listening, if you're a voice actor, oh yeah. So what happened was when I was doing dinner theater, when I was doing improv, I'd be in my head after, but during, I was really in the moment. So I realized after studying and reading the books that Tina Fey wrote and um, Amy Poehler, that Mm -hmm. that it really is Mm -hmm. a way of learning acting. Right. And a way of practicing your skills in acting, as well as timing, as well as flexibility, as well as range. I mean, so that was almost five. That was July 2013, and uh, it's really ramped up since then. But in addition to the reasons why I did it, what was also amazing was to run into people who were like really cool people that I wanted to have join because they had such great improv experience and could help Mm -hmm. lead, right? Because I'm always looking for new people to lead, brilliant improvisers that, you know, You know, just would love to have them and their energy in the space and have them share and, 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 you know, and everybody benefits. Um, and, and some people at the time were like, you can't do that just on mic. What do you Mm -hmm. mean? Like they just did not. But that's our job. Well, they didn't want to do improv because their experience was in person on, you know, on a theater set setting. Oh, Mm gotcha. They had a, a block. Ha ha ha. That's an inside <laughs> joke for improvisers. They had a block to really getting that you could do it with audio only. And then, um, you know, some people came around like, whoa, that's cool. You can do it. And other people were like, yeah, I'm just not interested. You know, they don't they like the in-person thing. And so digging that fine, you know, everybody has their own thing. So that's how we started. And that's why I did it. And I have been doing it, you know, practically nonstop. We take a month off at December and sometimes in August depending on people's schedules and we've we've opened up more workouts and now I actually train on improv basics and we have very special trainings with special teachers. So it's you know grown in that way because of the That's need cool. and the value of improv. Um, mm-hmm. but pretty much you know forty five weeks a year now since July 3rd, 2013. You have
0: a, yeah, an audience that's willing to and, you know, wanting to get on a mic and, and improv because we have to. This is what we do on a daily basis with right. the that we get. So, you know, yeah. that muscle needs to be flexed.
1: Right. And you know what it really benefits as well is it gets you past the fears of being in a session when you're, like, listening to people through your headphones only or not in a studio with them on the other side of the glass, Because Mm -hmm. that's such a different experience in terms of like power and, you know, can they hear you and sound delays potentially because of the technology. So if you can just be relaxed in that kind of a situation and really learn to chit chat and groove with Mm -hmm. people and get a feel for their energy, improv teaches you all that instinctually. So when you go into sessions, you're just you're chilling, you're relaxing, you're joking around trying to lighten moments if that's Mm -hmm. appropriate, you know. So, you know, if you're not a master of those things, improv really gives you muscle in that area, too. I really I really love that because I'm from a corporate background, Linda. I mean, I studied Mm. acting, but but I had, you know, uh, some years in, in corporate America where you're like supposed to be the soldier and. Carry on no matter what and be kind of tough and hard shell. And as an actor, you're like,
0: throw that all off, you know. (laughs) It's the the antithesis of that.
1: Right. So Mm -hmm. when you're in the setting of a session, when you're just looking at a microphone and your computer screen and your script, or however you have it set up, and you only hear them through headphones when sometimes they put you on mute, it's this really weird environment to be in. Yeah, definitely. And... I. Improv I think that improv that. is so
0: good because I, I mean, I, when I teach the classes here at the studio, I've always included one night of improv with awesome. students. Awesome, awesome. Just you know, these are people that are trying to make voiceover demos or trying to you know start their career, right? Because I, right. I learned it from my first teacher, Connie Zimet, back in 1988. Super. She was she was the one telling me improv is essential for voice actors. I mean, she was so ahead of her <laughs> of her time, and um, it talk about loosening up you know, it helps to loosen you up. Oh, it's yeah. great for, you know, improv into scripts so that way you can, especially now in this day and age with the conversational authentic sound that yeah. is so requested right. all the time.
1: Right. I mean, how
0: do you get to that place? You know, you have to be comfortable in your own skin to be able to improvise into it.
1: And, and improv- just, improvising helps you become comfortable in your own skin in front of the mic with all the other things that are going on in your head, blah, 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 right? Exactly, exactly. It helps you just relax and say, you know what, I'm just going to be me because this is the way I'm going to do it, you know? And right. you've got to bring in all your, your script analysis and all of that. But, yeah, improv is – your teacher was really smart. When I was in L.A. doing on-camera work mixed with voiceover, I started my career as a voiceover actor. and mm-hmm. I trained for a full year before I did my first demo. And and during all of that, improv was kind of talked about. But as I went into actually marketing myself, looking for the agent, getting the agent, auditioning for different things, and people said, hey, you know, it's San Francisco. The market's a small market. You should do everything, not just... Voiceover, do on camera work too, if if you can, right? So right. I got headshots. I started booking all this on camera stuff, and it kind of became more lucrative. And right. I, the auditions, you had to go to actually the uh, agent's office back then for voiceover. It was like a real <laughs> yes. big hassle, like for ten minutes <laughs> the in old the booth. Days. Yeah, in the old <laughs> days, that was like two thousand and two, two thousand and three. And then I went to L.A. because I said I'm going to kick this into gear and. Um, Improv was just the thing, you know, you needed to have improv and that was all over the place. So your teacher was telling you the right stuff back when, but it's still the the thing for L.A. teaching mm-hmm. as well. You know, for <clears> L.A. actors, voiceover on camera, you know, whatever. I think that it's an acting technique that's just got to be embraced by the voiceover community. And I think they're starting to. I think it's been happening, mm-hmm. but it's newer, let's say. Still here in New
0: York, we Mm. still have to come in to see casting directors from time to time. I mean, and it's crazy to me because I'm like, everything has gone online, but there are still those holdout casting directors that want to be one-on-one with you. Right, right. So you know, I make the trip into Manhattan, <laughs> and I go in, and I that's do a, a little nice and dance for 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, and then leave, and it's it is a pain. It's a it's a pain. But now you mentioned too that it took you about a year before you were ready to make your demo. I think that's important to to talk about because I think a lot of people now think voiceovers are easy. I will just take a class. And then I, will I do just get demo. a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just get and a I microphone. start working. Yeah. And it's not it's you You know, talk about the fact that it took you a year to get to that point of being able to even make a demo.
1: Well, to, to put some reality to it. So I was in a corporate career and I wanted to leave and I wanted to do voiceovers. So I knew I had a big plan. So the, just this aspect of it was go to night school, go to this classes, these classes you can take in San Francisco and mm-hmm. just take from beginning 101 all through all the different specialties, meet with the agents, You know, learn mm-hmm. what you need to learn. I mean, seriously, I was so green that when they said do three in a row in this one particular session, I'll never forget because it's like the nightmare that you wish you couldn't relive <laughs> and it just plays over when you remember it. But basically yes. they said three in a row and nobody ever explained that to me and they weren't kind enough to do that. They just made me feel like a A a jerk, right? But I basically did three in a row of really different wacko, different like not just three in a row like we know today, or like I know since then. (laughs) It was (laughs) awful, but I'll never forget it, and I'll never make that mistake again. But yeah, I am. I studied night classes, so I was working full time in the day and. And then um, I had a plan. They were doing a big reorganization, so I had a plan that after that first year, then I would be getting um, a six month layoff package. We called it back okay. then. Okay. Yeah. And um, and that was my bridge to go to acting. And of course, I was going to supplement my income because I wasn't going to become a full time actor in you know one year of Instantly, nighttime yeah. classes. Mm-hmm. So it takes people like ten years usually to get a full time income going. It at, on average, if they do. I mean, there are a lot of people who fall out, you know, don't do it at all. Um, yeah. So what the benefit was for me is um, I was taking all my classes from one school and uh, it was called the voiceover factory. And Taylor Corboy mm. was the teacher at the time. That school, Taylor has left the... Uh, teaching business, so she doesn't have that school anymore. She was a casting director though, so she and she had a lot of connections. So she brought teachers in from agents to different producers and that sort of thing. And
0: Gotcha.
1: Yeah, and then and then um you know, I hired her to do my first two demos, a commercial and a narration, corporate narration type stuff. Mm-hmm. And um and I started I, I booked my first audition that I had at her place because she was also oh, doing some cool. audition. Yeah, it was so awesome. It was like, ah. <laughs> you,
0: <laughs> you know, I the, the little Yeah, taste. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And she goes, "You're on your way." I'll never forget all of that. <laughs> and then I was so scared in the in the actual session. I had to go to the actual place, and the lady knew I was nervous a little bit, so she was really gentle with me. And That's um, nice. And uh, it was a a corporate narration thing for a nonprofit, so you know they're gentler in the non-profit (laughs) vein so it was like it was perfect for the first gig yeah 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 so that's how I got my start and then you know continuous training always and of course I went to LA and I was really put voiceover on the back burner but I was continuously getting acting training either in workshops on the weekends or nights or Mm -hmm. uh, like I said the Meisner School and uh, improv different workouts plus then I started doing live dinner theater so you really did a lot when in the acting. Yeah, arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that is was great, my plan. That's the foundation. Yeah. You know? And then I realized after I, uh, after I got out of it for a little while, because what I really wanted to do was be a TV host of some sort, and uh, um, I, I just see that about you. Yeah, and I had <laughs> done it with local cable access and stuff. Like I did this thing called Raider Fan TV for the Oakland Raiders, but it was a local thing. It wasn't by the Raiders. Oh, okay. They supported it, but they it was fan run. And Uh I I even got some notoriety with that, with people stopping me on the street. How do I know you? I know you from somewhere. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? What did I do? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Well, the on-camera is definitely more lucrative
0: than voiceovers. I know over here in New York, it's like you get paid three times as much as you do for a VO. Wow. Um, Can it's a, you know, but... Again, you have to put in that work, too. You know, you have to look
1: the part. You have to have your
0: hair a certain way. You got to have your nails a certain way. It's and like, you've got
1: to go to all these auditions yes. in person. I mean, I don't know. Yes. They do some self-taping now. I've heard a lot of self-taping yes. going on.
0: That's but trend. at the time,
1: I wasn't. You know, I was just driving everywhere all over L.A. And it was like, that really grinds on you. And I was, you know, supplementing my income yeah. with, with awesome part-time work. But... um It was tough, and I wasn't getting the kind of things that I wanted to get. So it was a big old cathartic, ah, what am I doing? What have I done? (laughs) Right? And then, then, listen, listen, this is really true. I had a dream. And the dream, there was this window in the back of the room, the dark room, right? And there's just this window with some light, right? And it's like dawn because it's not really bright sunlight. It's just mild, gentle light. And there was a microphone in the window. Sitting oh. on a like a desk mic, you know, like the uh-huh. kind that sits on your desk. And, uh, and I knew that that was a sign that I had to get back into voiceover because oh I'd kind of left it behind. So I did. That was about 2000. I don't know if that dream was 2007 or 2008. No, it was 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I had just come to Italy. And, um, yeah. So I. Right that's the next thing we have to talk about. You're in
0: Italy. You've been in Italy for
1: what, 10 years now? 10 years. 10 years.
0: 10 years. And so now you're you're fine with clients knowing that you're in Italy. How do you work that, you know, as far as the time change goes?
1: Um, Well, that's that's a thing. So I was telling Linda a little bit like, I don't bring up that I'm in Italy because I'm an American. You know, they think I'm, in the u.s so i put everything out there i mean a long time ago i got an la number so my number's a 310 area code Mm -hmm. so that obviously looks like i'm in california and then um when people are wanting to work with me i basically say i work with east coast hours east coast time zone okay and then i don't talk about geography and we just go with that and then as we get to know each other a little bit better i'll let it loose to where i am But I did find in the beginning, and I've shared this with other people I know when they're um, in my situation. When I first started saying, I'm in Italy, you know, because we thought maybe that'll make you unique and make you more interesting to people.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: no. No, it scared people. (laughs) Scared the heck out of them like, (laughs) what time? How can we do that?
0: I have an issue here because I live on Long Island. The people in in Manhattan are like, oh, God, no, you're too far away. (gasps) Seriously. And here we are. Literally, I'm 30 minutes away from the city. And they're like, oh, no, 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 you're you're too far. So that whole geographic thing, I totally get.
1: (laughs) And that's just half an hour. (laughs) I know. We're talking lots of hours difference for me. So, yeah, it's interesting. So once they get
0: to know you, that's when you you let the cat out of the bag.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I... I focus on the time zone that will work for me and that they can relate to, which is East coast.
0: Then Mm -hmm.
1: from there, it's just a discussion as to when. And I also, you know, then say, you know, Hey, well, the reality is, um, I need to work, uh, every day is normal business hours except Friday, (laughs) Friday. I shut down early (laughs) because honestly, I don't want to work for somebody too late on a Friday, Friday mornings. I just did a session before I started talking to you. Um, Friday mornings are totally cool with me, but by Friday afternoon, um East Coast time, I'm kind of spent because I work probably right. more than forty hours a week, right? So right, right. Okay. Uh, so I
0: see. So do you is your uh, sleep pattern different? I mean, do you get up
1: at uh, My sleep pa- for many years it was. In fact, I was up till two a m normally. It was just normal because okay. my boyfriend's a musician and he was like a late night owl composing and stuff like that so that worked great and then all of a sudden we moved to this country place and um I just really dig the the day (laughs) so I decided to stop being a vampire turned in my turned in my fangs and (laughs) um and basically I, I I do my daytime life or let's say my personal life You know Mm -hmm. how everybody, like, works... My mentality in the United States is 9 to 5 or 8 to 5 or whatever. 40-hour work week is in the daytime and your nights are free, your nights and weekends. Mm hmm Well, for me, it's more like my mornings and weekends are mine. And that's because I do all my personal stuff in the morning. And I really, really enjoy that. So that's kind of how I... I had a chance
0: to. I went for two weeks, which turned into three weeks, long story, to Paris, and (gasps) I wanted to work from there, which I did. So, and I just shifted. I did the same thing that you do, I worked on East Coast time. Um, oh. But for me, and it was awesome, because I would sleep in, you know, yeah. we'd get breakfast at like 11. You right. Know, we, we'd walk around, tour museums, and then I would start, I would work six hours. I'd work 3 p.m. to 9 p.m., you Perfect. know, uh, Paris time. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much like 10 a.m. to, you know, 4 p.m. Eastern. Perfect, yeah. And then, and then we'd go to dinner, because everybody eats late,
1: you know. Yes. So it worked out really nicely. <laughs> giving you a virtual <laughs> high five. Yes. You did it. I, I could have gotten used to that. <laughs> that's that's similar to the rhythm, although what I also do is I do a lot of, you know, we have to market ourselves. We can't rely right. on um, just what our agent doesn't send us or does, and we don't book, so, because <laughs> <Right. laughs> there's thousands of people auditioning. Um, yeah, Booking? So. What's
0: booking? What's that? Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> so many people. I mean, I keep a track of, I, I know how many auditions time-wise I can c- accumulate, per agent, how much I've actually recorded. And, wow. and and I can see which agent is sending me more, you know, and all that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. You know, and I mean, after it's been edited down and everything, after what I've submitted, that's what I'm just talking about. And I'm, I'm always impressed with that because all that work, you know, and it's great practice. It's great. And in fact, <laughs> just yesterday, I got an audition back from one of my producers. Um, and he he just wrote back one word. Love. Boy, Mm. that's great. You know, when you get feedback, Um, even if you don't book. And these are people I'm booking with, you know, here and there. It's just you can't rely on that. So you got to market yourself. So besides the time that I have to record, I have to spend a lot of time doing marketing, doing, um, Mm -hmm. you know, normal
0: businesses of voiceover.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I know
0: we we all have uh, several of us have several. Uh, agents across the country in different locations because it's just how you have to roll these days. Right, it is. Um, to get the better auditions. But like I have, I have one agent that my God, I must book a job with them once every five years. And I'm just shocked that they send me, they still send me, but I know that they're (laughs) representing a lot of people. And so my mindset is, all right, well, they continue to send me stuff. So I guess they still like me and they still submit me. But then I have other agents that I'll book a lot of stuff with. So, you know, it's like hit or miss. You just don't know.
1: Right. And then like
0: last week I had booked a couple of jobs and did live sessions and the, I do the session. I do all my warm up. I do my practice. I do everything beforehand. It's a very elaborate process. Nice. And, um once I, so that way I can get in there and really just get it done and please right. the client. And they're like, oh my God, you're so good. And Woo. Like, in, like in shock. But I'm thinking wow. to myself, well, you must be hearing a lot of crap. Right. You know, not that I'm putting myself down, but I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years. So, but they were almost flabbergasted that they had found someone that was actually. good their craft so I'm thinking to myself wow they must really hear a wide array (laughs) of uh, people they must not putting the work in is what I'm saying you know right yeah not doing the work
1: and yeah. And you know, people don't have a guru like you to like listen to, <laughs> oh, this is the process that I do. So you can take what you like and use it, you know, and learn from it. That's important. Um, I think
0: it's important for us to share our experiences, you know, the, those of us that have been doing this for a long time because I just i it just really pisses me off the people that try to paint this romantic picture of the voiceover industry. And I'm not taking anything away from the enjoyment element, because obviously we wouldn't be doing it if yeah. we didn't enjoy it. But there's so much hard work that goes into it. And, you know, people that are claiming they're making half a million dollars a year. There are people doing that, but it certainly isn't everybody. You know, it isn't right. easy to do. You know, it's yeah, you have a to, lot of work.
1: You have to learn basics. And then sometimes you outgrow your teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people who are, I, I don't know their background, but they're good at teaching, you know, some new things, of some new some things to new people to the industry. But I, I think that you really need to be prepared for the long haul. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I started it as an actor, my whole goal was first voiceover. But then once I started realizing that I could do on camera and that that would be more lucrative just in the bucket of, you know, how much money I could make if I add that, I'm only adding the possibilities of more money. Right. Even, even though I didn't realize the stress and the driving and all that, that would be going into it all. But the idea was, you know, I'm going to be an actor. So I'm going to at first, Linda, I was prepared to say, I'm going to live the creative life which might not be so luxurious and glamorous. I've Make changed your
0: sacrifices you know.
1: I've changed my mind about that. I don't think we need to go into it with that kind of an outlook. I think we should go into the I'm gonna be a business person and I'm gonna earn yes, a living doing this. You know that's what
0: it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, and talent and- is nothing without all the hard work. Right. It's really not because I've seen some people just flounder that were so talented because they didn't want to do the rest of the work. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in this climate, unless you're like, ooh, we're so talented and you're lucky because somebody finds you.
0: Right. They have to find you, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of luck and a lot of putting yourself in the place where you might get found. So that's work. Um, yes. Yeah. So it's, it's, I just look at it. You know, I'm a professional and I am, I'm enjoying, you know, what I'm doing. And I, I actually love what I do. I love <laughs> the flexibility that it gives me. And it, you know, it's hard work um, because of the fact that you have to keep looking for that next job. You know, that's the thing. You have to keep putting yeah. money away, to save. You've got to think like a person who is a real entrep- entrepreneur. Yeah.
0: You know? we are. And nobody
1: really teaches that stuff either, Linda.
0: Yes, that's the that's the other side of it.
1: Yeah, that people
0: don't think about. But your voice is your product. What yes. you're selling.
1: Yes. and everything
0: else is exactly like a business, exactly like it. You know, so it's relationships, it's client management, it's it's satisfaction, giving the client what they want. you know, customer service, invoicing, yes. Yes. billing. You know. It's everything that goes into it, and of course the marketing too. So give me give and everything. accounting. <laughs> oh God, yeah, the accounting. And give a uh, website. Give all the information for your for sure. Your, um, okay, your improv so people sure. can take some classes. Sure,
1: yeah. Well, look it up, but on the web at Love That Improv Vo, and it's in there many ways. It's dot com. It's in there as Vo Improv Improv Vo. Uh, so if you spell it wrong, you'll probably still find it.
0: <laughs> is it and two really Vs? fun? one?
1: Yeah, it's really fun. Are you,
0: are you still using Skype to connect with people or are you using another platform?
1: Um, when we do a training class, we have classes versus workouts. So Skype is the place where we do the workouts. It's all audio only. We still only do that. Um, and those are three times a month weekly. And uh, those are super, super duper. Then we have actually the thing that you never participated in that um, – is kind of newer is trainings on specific things. So we work with Mark Cashman and we do improv into scripts with him for great, commercial great. and narration. And we have something special coming up with him, but we do, we've been working with him for a couple of years now. Um, Katie Lee works with us. She's a, a an animation character actress and oh, uh, voiceover. And, um, and she's been in the business for a long time and she is coming back you know right now I don't know how frequently but she's working with us and um, our advanced group or like let's say the the more experienced group of workout uh, groups uh, we have two right now one with uh, an evening we're kicking off right now uh, with Fontana Butterfield from the San Francisco Bay Area who's got oodles of improv and Meisner training and yeah and um, and our other teacher is Kif uh, Vanden and um, he's he 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 does does all kinds of voiceover work and on camera work, and um, in fact uh, he had to postpone one of our workouts. Um, we do we promise three a month because sometimes the actual leaders are busy working, right? Which
0: is a good thing. <laughs> Which is
1: a good thing because he he was going to go work on the Ellen set for the TV oh, show wow. Ellen. okay nice yeah then unfortunately it got edited out of the show because Aww. of the things that were happening and political stuff so it kind of took precedence but um yeah he he's he's a rocker i mean he's just fantastic That's awesome yeah That's he's awesome. just so good he's second city alum and tons of training plus his uh skills of voiceover he does work with warner brothers and stuff like that so really good That's people great. Really awesome. good people. So yeah. it's
0: it's so easy to take a class with
1: you. I think so. You know, we don't have a huge amount of offerings because uh, we need more teachers all the time. I'm I'm always looking for more teachers and for nights and weekends because people really mm-hmm. really like the nights and weekends to stay out of the business day. Which for me, right. I just book it like it's a it's a session. So I don't know. Right. It's yeah, different that makes men- sense. Yeah, it's two different mentalities out there. I'm trying to satisfy them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, this
0: is awesome. So everybody's got to go search out your website and, That'd be and sign up for an improv class because it's, it's so beneficial and it, it helps is. you so much with your performance. Thank you so much for uh, coming on our, on our little tiny podcast today.
1: <laughs> well, thank an, you for having me. It's always it a pleasure an, to talk to you, Linda.
0: I know. You and Italy. Enjoy Italy. I'm jealous. Have some <laughs> wine from me tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, some red people, Italian wine. <laughs>
0: And thank you, everyone, for joining us on the Voiceover Guru's podcast. I'm not sure when Yay. I'll be back, but it'll probably be next week with someone else. I'm not sure. This is how I how I roll. And um,
1: <laughs> we'll talk Yay. to you all soon. Woo-hoo.